Welcome and thank you for joining us today for this Bible study and reflection for November 4th, 2020. Please feel free to share this podcast with others in hopes that they may be learning, loving, living God's Word. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for your many gifts, and today we are especially thankful for your gift of faith. As we abide in your word, help us to see and know the example of faithfulness that your son Jesus modeled for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I'd like to key in on Abraham's story that begins in Genesis, uh, begins in chapter 11, verse 30, and concludes in chapter 25, verse 18. So you can see it covers a, a lot of territory, if you will. God called and led Abraham on a faith journey, just like he calls us and leads us on our faith journeys. It is a journey that requires patience and trust. Listen as I read Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward Negev. Abraham departed, and he trusted and believed God that he would guide him and his family into uncharted territory. After Abraham came into the land of Canaan, he continued to be a stranger and a pilgrim in that foreign land, but he believed God, who had promised that one day he and his descendants would inherit that land. We too live our lives as strangers and pilgrims on this earth, waiting with patience and faith for the kingdom of God to be established on earth. The Apostle Paul wrote about Abraham's faith in Romans 4, verse 3. For what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Paul was quoting from Genesis 15, 6, 
What example of Abraham's faith was Paul referring to? Well, let's uncover that. I'm going to read now from Genesis 15, verses 1 through 6. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. If we look at an overview, think of verse 1 as God's fundamental promise to Abram. Verses 2 and 3 would be Abraham's protest. Verses 4 and 5 would be God's response. And verse 6 is Abraham's acceptance. Paul noted that Abraham's belief was unhampered by the fact that he was almost 100 years old. He was not weak in faith. He was strong in faith. Faith is a deep conviction that God's words are true and that God will perform all that he promises. Abraham simply believed that God would do what he said. That is an example for all of us today, that our faith should be strong in God. How did Abraham prove his faith to God? We all know about the big test. His faith was tested again in the most challenging way. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 17 through 19 relates the supreme test of Abraham's faith. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Now Abraham believed that God was able to raise Isaac from the dead if God had not spared Isaac's life. Abraham must have believed that God had a very good reason for asking him to sacrifice, sacrifice Isaac and that somehow Isaac would have to be raised from the dead to fulfill the promises God had made concerning him. We too live our lives as strangers and pilgrims on this earth. We're sojourners desiring a better heavenly country, a country that is coming in the future. Finally, through Abraham's example, we see that we must demonstrate our faith by being obedient to God and doing good works that demonstrate our faith. Our faith is perfected by doing good works. Remember what James had to say about the works component of faith. In chapter 2, verses 17 through 18, James says, 
In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Abraham certainly showed us all his faith by his works. As we read in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, a very meaningful passage to me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Now, if you'll indulge me for a moment, I have a reflection. Um, it's titled, Are We There Yet? And it goes something like this. Are we there yet? When will we get there? What's taking so long? How much longer? Wow. I remember like it was yesterday. On any trip, my four brothers and I took with Mama, Daddy, and Gamma. These questions would begin not long after we had departed for our destination. More often than not, our destination was the cabin located at Lake Watery near Camden. Our cabin consisted of a small kitchen, eating area, den, one small bedroom and a bathroom, and a screen porch facing the lake. The sleeping arrangements consisted of Gamma staying in the private bedroom, Mom and Daddy would sleep on the front porch, and all of us boys would be in various beds in the eating area and den. I'll bet the cabin was no more than 850 square feet, but to me it was a wonderful destination. The cabin served as our weekend getaway as well as our week-long summer vacation spot for many years. Mama and Daddy had to be careful how far in advance they announced a trip to the cabin because the questions, when are we leaving? Who gets to ride where in the car? Do we have to stop for gas? And of course, when do we get there? Those questions will begin immediately and not cease until we arrive. We all knew every inch of the 40-something mile ride to our beloved cabin, but still felt like we had to ask the same questions every trip. Where am I going with this, you might ask? Well, let me compare this relatively short trip to our cabin to a not-so-short journey of our faith formation. In the past, I would have told you, I have faith in the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and put a period behind that statement. It would be so easy to just check that faith thing off my to-do list and move on to another goal. I have learned over the years that full, unfaltering faith is not something we attain during our earthly existence. I truly believe God intended for us to continuously build and strengthen our faith through faithful and earnest study of his word. While our trip to the cabin was short, we knew precisely what our destination looked like. We knew the road like the back of our hands, but we still had questions regarding timing. Of course, we all know the shortest distance from one point to another is a straight line or path, if you will. We may often think it would be so much easier if all of our earthly journeys were along a straight path. Our faith journey is not along a straight path that we are familiar with. My personal journey has taken me along a path that has been smooth, bumpy, clear, stormy, with plenty of peaks and valleys. 
Our faith journey is much like any other trip we could plan for, with one exception. We don't know the exact path we will take on the way to our destination, or the temptations we will encounter along the way. It reminds me of a saying posted outside of St. Paul's United Methodist Church in Ridgeland, South Carolina. It said, the most difficult roads often lead to the most beautiful destinations. Our faith formation journey on this earth is a process, not a destination. We may not know what our final destination looks like, but we have been promised eternal life with our Heavenly Father through the risen Christ. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, please allow us to look to your servant Abraham and your son Jesus as examples of faith and trust. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.